Welcome to this week's Selk Grassroots Podcast, all around the leagues, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Grassroots football is finally back and we're buzzing. Get Down to Play today, the UK's leading app for next game availability. Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome to the Barnet Sunday League portion of the Selk Podcast. With no games played in our Premier and Championship divisions, we're going to start off in Division 1. Northumberland Park Rangers 0, Kadara Town 3 and Highgate Albion Reserves 0, AFC Rose 6. Very good result for us, great performance as well. We did have a few factors that went in our favour. Highgate Albion Reserves turning up with 10 men, which is very unlike them. And with a few players missing as well, a few key players missing as well as their keeper. Um, they did eventually get 11 players, um, but it was 1-0 by the time the 11th player got there. They did miss a penalty as well and had a few chances, but we were ruthless and um, we really, really punished them for their mistakes and took our chances well. And that bodes well for next season, playing a good team like that, um, playing with a lot of confidence and actually scoring goals as well. The last two weeks have been some good results. So hopefully we can build into next season with results like that. In Division 2, Trent Park Neil Mill, Club of Football 2. And in my game of the week, Whetstone Wanderers under 23s nil, North London Athletic nil. I think I went for a slight 2-1 win for Whetstone Wanderers under 23s. I think they would have wanted it more. They needed to win the game. North London Athletic only needed the draw to pick up the title. And that's what they got. So a massive congratulations to North London Athletic. Not a lot of people would have seen that coming at the start of the season. But maybe the people in the North London Athletic camp would have seen it coming. They did have big plans for this season. And those plans have come to fruition as they pick up the Division 2 title. Into Division 3 now. Continental who are champions already with a 4-1 win over Shentry Athletic who have had a miserable season. Into the Barnet Sunday Football League Shield, EC Galaxy 4, Fireside 7 and Taufik Nil Armenian Youth Association 7. In the Invitational Cup, doubleheader between Gaul Stars and Heavy Hitters. Gaul Stars 1, Heavy Hitters 2 in Game 1. And Gowls does two heavy hitters, one in game two. So a reversal of the scores there. In the Richard Martin Memorial Cup, Grange Park nil, Whetstone Wanderers old by six, AFC Edmonton six, Camden FC one, Grange Park nil, London Orient one, Highgate Albion thirds four, Arnest Rangers three, Maida via one, North London Athletics seven. That took place earlier in the week. So moving on now, oh and also the big fixture on Sunday, Highgate Albion nil, Beatty squad 2. Um, unfortunately, Highgate Albion were unable to pick up the National Cup, but a massive congratulations to them for getting all the way to the final. It's a very good Beatty squad. They went down early on to a goal from Shamari Barnwell, and then it was... Downhill from there, they tried to get back in the game, but the Beatty's pressure eventually paid off as Alex Teniola was put for on goal. His effort hit the bar, but Shaka Barnett was there to make it 2-0. Uh, so, 
massive commiserations to Highgate Albion. They did everyone and themselves proud at the Barnet League and uh, were proud of their efforts. And uh, I'm sure they'll be back next year and trying to win everything. So looking at the fixtures this week in our Premier Division, there's only one game. It's our game of the week. Highgate Albion need to focus now on the league. They've got two more opportunities to win trophies. And they have to start off here. They're at home against Gower All-Stars, who have had a decent season mid-table. But they have nothing to play for. And I believe Highgate Albion are going to put a very, relatively easy win. I'm going to go for a 4-0 win for Highgate Albion there. Into Division 1. AC Finchley take on Highgate Albion Reserves. And in my game of the week, two teams, you know, fighting for the middle of the table positions. Two teams that can get to fourth. Enfield United taking on Gospel Oak. I think this is going to be a relatively entertaining game. I'm going to go for a two-all draw there. Into Division 2, Anatolians take on Mill Hill Club, the football Soprano, um, so in Division 3, Sopranos face North London Colts. In Division 4, FC Cricklewood take on Highgate Albion Thirds. In Division 5, New Copper take on Northwest Galacticos. And in Division 6, AFC Muswell Hill Seconds take on Highgate Albion Fourths. In the Premier Cup, it's the final at Potters Bar Town FC. Park Rolls take on Heavy Hitters. I believe it's also the final of the Barnet Sunday Football League Shield as Armenian Youth Association take on Fireside. In the Richard Martin Memorial Cup, Camden FC take on London Orient and Whetstone Wanderers Old Boys take on AFC Edmonton. And earlier in the week, um, in a few days' time, on Thursday, Highgate Albion take on Heavy Hitters in the semi-finals of the Roger Jones Senior Challenge Cup. Um, that should be a great game. They actually met a few weeks ago in the Premier Cup semi-finals and heavy hitters caused a shock there. So it'll be very interesting to see how that game pans out. But join us next week where we'll have the results and the fixtures from the Barnet League. Hello and welcome to this Essex Sunday Corinthian Football League roundup for the month of April in what has been a very busy month on the Cups and the League's front. Now we can't start this roundup really without looking past the efforts of Bay T squad who became the first ever uh, National Cup champions from the competition uh, as they defeated Highgate Albion on Sunday in the FA Sunday Cup final in what was a terrific performance from Billy's men. An early goal from Shamari Barnwell set the team on the right on the right path, and a, a, a game which they really should have extended the lead before half time. But after a, a fairly comfortable performance, they managed to get a second goal late on, as Alex Teniola's shot back off the bar was headed in by Shaka Barnett to give Baytees a 2-0 victory. And what a moment as they lifted the national cup in front of 1,400 fans at Millwall's New Den. And that came after a little bit of disappointment in the league, to be fair. Uh, Hatch Lane, congratulations to them as they wrapped up the senior division title this month as they confirmed uh, the points tally that they needed to secure the title. 14 wins, giving them 45 points, uh, the side that has been the most consistent across the season. Congratulations to them. 
but the battle is on for runners-up, where FC Baller presently still sit in the runners-up position with 36 points from their 16 games played. Bay T squad will need to win both of their remaining fixtures, one of which is against Eastway and the other against Repton Park, in order to snatch the runners-up spot. They presently sit third with 31 points. Eastway sit fourth, uh, six points further back from Bay T, so nothing that they can do to affect that other than putting in a performance themselves to stop the runners-up slot. They have 25 points from their 15 games played. Below them by a point is El Valiente with 24 points and 8 victories from their season in what's been a mixed season for that side. United Deanne will hope for a better turnout next year. They finished in 6th position with 6 victories from 15 and an 18 point tally. Just below them are Secret FC with 12 points accrued from their 14 games played and 5 victories. Repton Park are in the bottom two and will need to win both games quite handsomely to avoid that finishing in the bottom two there with just the six points and two victories to their name so far this season. London Mavericks are the only side confirmed for relegation so far as they finish their games also on six points. In the Premier Division, not a lot has changed here really. Brook Athletic, as we mentioned previously, are the league champions in the Premier with 35 points from their 11 victories, uh, 14 games played there with Flyhouse Athletic finishing second with 28 points and 9 victories. Roos did move up to third, however, at the weekend to confirm their highest placed finish as a club. Uh, they finished third in the Premier Division with 24 points, three points ahead of Belfry, who had 21 points from their 14 games played, six victories and three draws. Aventall finished fifth with 18 points from their 14 games, which is a decent return their first season with the competition with Barky Riverside their cup final opponents finishing two points just behind that with 16 points and five victories. Barking and Dagenham Wanderers finishing with 10 points and East Stars with six points the two sides to finish in the bottom two. Into Division 1 now and this one has gone to the wire with Oceana presently top of the table with 40 points from 16 games having defeated Fade and Green their first defeat of the season a couple of weeks back. Faden Green have just one game left to play, sitting second and needing victory against AC Milano, who they face next weekend uh, in a huge game against the third place side. AC Milano will finish third, not much they can do to impact their own position, but as I say, they do hold the cards with the uh, destiny of the league title. 31 points from 15 games played this season. Abridge Village will finish fourth, very credible in fact, with 25 points and eight victories on the draw from their record so far this year. They finished their season, as have Emerson Park, who accrued 20 points in the league with six victories and two draws, seeing them finish in the top half of the table. Just below them are Chingford Athletic, who accrued 18 points, two points further back from Emerson, with six victories to their name in 16, a largely disappointing season for them, you might say. Just below them are FC Galaxy, who at one point were up as high as third, but their late season form saw them tail away. They picked up 17 points in the end from a possible uh, from their five victories and two draws, uh, but they were comfortably well ahead of the relegation zone, which saw FC Mexico A relegated with 11 points, three victories and two draws, and Barkin relegated with just the four points to their name, one victory and a draw. On into Division 2 now, and it's congratulations to St Augustine's who've had an excellent month with both a league title victory and a cup final victory too. St Augustine's uh, won the league a couple of weeks back now with 46 points. 
from 19 games, including 15 victories, the side who have stood out in this division. And it's well played to Ronio Colts, who finished second in the table with 41 points from their 20 games. Uh, a memorable season, which will be capped off by a cup final appearance as they take part against St Augustine's in the Trophy Land Cup final on the 22nd of May at Dagenham Redbridge. Finishing third are Royal Lions A, who jumped up three divisions this season and haven't looked out of place. 39 points and 13 victories. Uh, a really good return for a young side there. Asianos were just below that. They finished with 38 points, uh, a couple of points off the promotion places. 12 victories and two draws, though. A good return for the side from East London. Uh, the other cup final side were Total Football, who finished fifth in the end, so a comfortable top half finish following their promotion this year. They, they picked up 33 points and nine victories and six draws amongst that, um, but did go down in the cup final, disappointingly, to St Augustine's in a 2-0 defeat. T Thames Ironworks community had a mixed season on and off the pitch. They've accrued 27 points with eight victories and three draws, um, but were disappointingly beaten in the semi-finals of a couple of competitions as their season petered out to a mid-table finish. Just below them are Eastbrook United, who had a great start in the league this season, uh, having picked up early points, but they tailed off towards the end and finished with a very, very respectable 24 points, which is a high total for a side finishing as low as 7th. And four points worse off from them are Frenford, who picked up 20 points in 20 games, with five wins and five draws there. Another good return for a young side trying to progress. And that was an almost identical record to East London Harriers, who also had 20 points from their, five, uh, from their 20 games, but their goal difference means they finished ninth. The two sides to finish in the bottom two will be Corona Redbridge, who finished 10th with 13 points, still one game to play, could improve on that final total. The bottom side will be FC Mexico B, who picked up just two victories and three draws and nine points in their season. Into Division 3, and it's congratulations to Debden Sports Reserves, who confirmed the league title a couple of weeks back now, having moved to 36 points, an unassailable position, as they win the league in their first season with a competition in what has been a very exciting division. They only won it by two points in the end, as Leightonstone Athletic picked up 34 points, 11 victories and a draw for them, but those defeats there just costing them the title tilt. In third place, well done to Alpha, who finished in one of their highest league positions for a while. 31 points with 9 victories and 4 draws. A, br a pretty good points tally there for the side from Wanstead. In fourth place, and it was Upshire Forest who were the side who could have pushed Debden the hardest as the season progressed on. But as the season wore on, uh, drop points cost them dearly in the game against inside success as they slipped to defeat and ultimately fell sh just short uh, with 28 points. In fifth place, Higham Hill had a bit of a mixed month. They dropped down from the top two positions into fifth place by the end of the month uh, with 28 points from their first season as a club. But they will have had a memorable month as they picked up the Division 3 Cup competition with victory against Upshire Forest. Inside success had a very solid first season with the league, scoring plenty of goals, 23 points from 16 games played, uh, which was comfortably ahead of seventh place Dagenham Town, who finished nine points behind uh, inside success with just four wins and two draws, um, which obviously will be disappointing to them, no doubt. The two sides to finish in the bottom two will be Imperial Row, with just 10 points from 16 games, three victories and a draw. With Mayfield Kings, a special word for them, 
having completed their very first season, just the one victory under their belts, but having completed every fixture, um, which is a sign of strength for the future, given that they had such a difficult season in their first year. We move on into Division 4 now, and as we would have known from previous roundups, Singh Sabah Barkin finished as the league champions in this division with 52 points uh, from 20 games, which ended up being 11 points ahead of the, the closest chasing side, which was United Amateurs, who in fact scored almost double the number of goals, but uh, did amass 41 points only with 13 victories. In third place, Ainsley will have been disappointed to not finish in the top two as they lost in their final game of the season to miss out on the top two finish with 39 points and 12 victories. In fourth place, Ultimate Vision Reserves used their last game to great effect, moving up into the top four with a victory on the last day, seeing them finish with 31 points. Also on 31 were Blackwall Rovers, who their first season having dropped a level will be a, quite a successful one. They finished fifth with those 31 points there. 10 victories to their name too. Romford Athletic Dons will be the side who will be in the cup final uh, in the uh, the coming week. They finish with 28 points in a much improved season and they will now face Sing Sabah trying to uh, prevent a league and cup double for the latter uh, as they face each other this Friday at Averley. Finishing in 7th place are Chingford Athletic Reserves who have 24 points in what has been a pretty solid season for the Chingford side who have been bouncing up and down the table in a few different positions and will ultimately finish in 7th place. That's just a point ahead of Ace Athletics who will avoid the drop having picked up some good results towards the end of the campaign. 23 points uh, to their name with 7 victories and 2 draws. Lonsdale uh, finished just a point behind Ace with 22 points, uh, giving them six victories and four draws, meaning that they uh, just avoided the, the drop based on their mid-season form, which was pretty good. The two sides to go down will be Rayfield Park Rovers, who finished with 18 points in their first season in the league, and that's not to be sniffed at. With Titans United, the other side going down, having accrued just the five points. We now move on into Division 5, and what a battle this is proving to be. Colbert Royals Vets have now set their uh, their league total, having finished their fixtures at the weekend with a big 5-1 win. They've won 20 of 22 games, giving them 60 points so far this season. But it's second place Valence United, who will be confident of chasing down that total. With four games left to play this month, they can pick up the, the 12 points that they need, and if they do that, they will... Uh, go above the goal difference of Colebrook 2 if they can win all four games of course um, so much to play for in this division and what an exciting conclusion it's been and those two sides of course met in the Endeavour Cup final uh, last weekend where Colebrook did come out on top winning that game um, to pick up the cup so it could be a League and Cup double for Colebrook Third place Belfry Reserves are 7 points further back with 41 points from 20 games. In what's been a good season for them, 13 victories in 20 is not to be sniffed at. And they will be in the cup final too this weekend coming as they face 4th place Byron Red Star, who are 2 points behind Belfry with 39 points from 21. Also with 31, sorry, 13 victories to their name. What should be an excellent cup final between two well-matched sides. In 5th place, Eastern Avenue just dropped off the pace towards the end of the season as they were looking to be one of the promotion um, possibilities. But they will finish 5th this year with 38 points and I think they'll be pretty pleased with that return. United Borough do have 3 games left to play. They could move above Eastern Avenue if they were to win all of those 3. They have um, 
32 points with 10 victories in their first season in the league, which I think they will also be pleased with. Custom House Community um, finished 7th in the table, finished those games some time ago. 28 points with 9 victories sees them finish 7th. And that's a point ahead of Ultimate Vision A, who finished with 27 points, also with 9 victories. And also Royal Lions B, who missed the chance to go above both of those at the weekend. They finished with 25 points, with 8 victories and a draw. Dagenham Rangers will finish just below that. And it's not often that a 10th place side will amass as many as 24 points in what has been a very, very interesting division, very tightly packed in the middle of the table. Eight victories will see them finish 10th. The two sides to go down will be Atletico City with 10 points and three victories and a draw to their name. With Young Royals finishing bottom with four points only, a win and a draw. That win coming quite early on, in fact, against the third place side, Belfry Reserves into Division 6 and it's congratulations to Mansfield Rangers who won Division 6 getting over the, the disappointment of their cup final defeat in March by amassing 44 points two points clear of Colbert Royals in second uh, who were who won 13 games and could have been the side who chased them down but did drop points towards the end so it's congratulations to Mansfield in this division as they pick up their first league title since joining the league some way back from those sides is Royal Lions C, who finished with 33 points with 10 victories in 18, which is actually quite a respectable total. A similar total picked up by, in fact, Valence United Reserves, who also have 33 points with 10 victories too. Pink City Phoenixes uh, have a top half finish, which is probably, I think, their top half, first top half finish in the league. They got 25 points this season with 7 victories and 7 defeats. Uh, as they, They'll be quite happy with that, I would have thought. Epic Royals also have had difficult spells this season, but will finish sixth. Um, we have 23 points there from six victories and five draws. Woodford Green could move, could move closer to them, but can't go above them. They will finish at least seventh with five wins and a draw, giving them 16 points. Very tight at the bottom. London Legacy, 13 points in the end, finishing eighth with three, draw, uh, three wins and four draws. Ivory United with 12 points. Three victories and three draws. But Epping Forest Falcons could move above both of those if they were to win their last game of the season. They have three wins and a draw from giving them 11 points. And just a few more games left to come this season of some note. We have uh, cup finals this weekend as on Friday night the Division 4 Cup sees Sing Saba Barking face Romford Athletic Dons at Averley with a 7.45 kickoff. On Sunday morning, we have the Division 5 Cup Final, which takes place at Barking Football Club, seeing Belfry Reserves facing Byron Red Star at 11am. Later that day, we head to Haringey Borough, where we will see the end of the London Sunday Challenge Cup competition, having followed a number of teams through this one. And that will see Hatch Lane take on Trabs on Spore in the final, starting at 5.30pm. Not one to be missed there. Then after that, next Sunday on the 15th of May at 2 o'clock, we'll see another Hatch Lane Cup final as they take on Flyhouse Athletic in the Senior Cup final down at Averley. And last but not least, a doubleheader at Dagenham and Redbridge as the Trophyland Cup competition comes to an end with Romeo Colts taking on St Augustine's at Dagenham with an 11am kickoff. And the final Cup final of the season will take place later that day at 3 o'clock. It's the Corinthian Cup final, the big one, as Brook Athletic take on the new national champions, Bay T Squad. That one, as I say, kicking off at 3 o'clock. 
And that brings to an end the roundup for the Corinthian League for the month of April. Just one more report to come this season as we round off all of the action for the 21-22 season and can hope to look forward to another excellent 22-23 season ahead. Goodbye for now. Hello, it's Joe from Stratford Arms doing this week's section of the Celt podcast. In the Prem, there was just the one game played this weekend. It was Screwbridge 3, 6 bowls 1. In Division 1, um, Stratford Arms 4, Harpton Colts Old Boys 1. Um, and in a doubleheader, AFC London Road against Player Packs, AFC London Road won the first one 3-2 and lost the second one 4-1. Um, that result meant that my own Stratford Arms actually won the league, so absolutely buzzing with that one. Um, in Division 2, doubleheader between Little Heath and Six Bells. The first one was a one-all draw, and the second one was a 3-1 win to Little Heath. A couple of dropped points there for Little Heath, but if they win all their games in hand, they can still win the league. And a big game, Wellamore is one, Mermaid two. In Division 4, um, Stratford Arms reserves three, Royston Rangers two. A couple of goals for myself, yours truly, that's what I do. Um, in Division 5, Marshall Rovers eight, Phoenix a nil. In the Challenge Cup final, apparently it was a great game. It was a uh, Bournemouth two, Bournemouth Rovers two, London Road one. In the Junior Cup, <coughs> Hearts Vets two, Hatfield Seniors two, Hatfield Seniors winning four one on penalties, and Wellington Royals reserves two, Beehive four. In the Golden Cup, there's a few games: Hatfield Comets nil, TNF two, Radlett Town one, Hanbury one, Pinewood three, Albadonmo two, and Blackbridge Jacks versus Hilltop was an away walkover. Um, fixtures this week. Um, loads of cup games, but there is still some league games to be played. In Division 1, London Road versus Blackbridge Jacks. London Road Reserves, sorry, versus Blackbridge Jacks is a doubleheader. In Division 2, Harton and Col- Old Boys Reserves versus Little Heath, it's a doubleheader. And Six Bell Reserves versus Bournemouth Social. Division 3, we've got TNF versus Wheathampstead Wanderers. Division 4, Moortown versus Haas Vets. Division 5, Marshall Wick versus William Morris Reserves. Rosen Crown Mosquito versus Phoenix. A. In the Charity Cup, got semi-final between the Forever Young People FC and Harps and Cult Old Boys. Um, in the Junior Cup, another semi-final, Beehive versus Wheathampstead Wanderers. Let's say they're playing twice, so one of them games is going to have to be removed. Um, in the Knockout Cup, semi-final again, London Road doing well this year in the Cups. London Road first team against Six Bells. And in the Golden Cup, we've got Hanbury versus London Coney, Plough and Harrow versus Wheatshoot. And I have to mention this last because it is the biggest one of them all. In the Hertfordshire Senior uh, County Cup final, so the biggest thing you can win in, in Hertfordshire. My own Stratford Arms are playing St. Joe's at the Electroworth County Ground at 3 o'clock kickoff. Come down, give your local team a support. Oh yeah, um, Super 6. This week, it's hard because there's not many league games left and you can't really do the Super 6 with double headers. So at Division 2, we've got Six Bells Reserves versus Bournemouth Social. I'm going to go for Six Bells Reserves for this one. In Division 4, we've got Moortown versus Hearts Vets. Despite more time picking up some form lately, going for a Hearts Vets win. In the Charity Cup semi-final, Forever Young People versus Harpen Colts Old Boys. This will be a very good game. I'm going to go for Harpen Colts Old Boys in this one. In the Knockout Cup semi-final, London Road against Six Bells. Going to go for London Road for this one. And my game of the week, got to pick. Got to pick it. Stratford Arms versus St. Joe's. Got to back my boys. Always back my boys. Um, last time I backed them, they lost, but there we go. Stratford Arms against St. Joe's, going for a Stratford Arms win. Thank you. Keep it simple. Get down to play today. The UK's leading app for next game availability. 
Download Down to Play from the App Store and Google Play. Welcome to this week's Maidstone and Mid-Kent Sunday Football League section of the Selk Podcast. We are at the real business end of the season now, so have eight games across the four divisions to catch up on, and some real crunch games played this Sunday. None more so than the one we start with in the Premier Division, where Park Royal hosted Marden. With East Morning having already wrapped up their campaign, it's all left in Marden's hands, and a victory against Park Royal would seal the title for them. And they set about doing it comprehensively with a resounding win. Dylan Fahili opened the scoring in the fourth minute, followed by Robbie Smith three minutes later. Harry Goldsmith took two minutes more to notch the third before it became the Kane Butler show with his hat-trick. Kane got goals in the 17th, 55th and 90th minute to take the three points and with it the title. For good measure they kept a clean sheet showing they can do the business at both ends. Congratulations go to the champions Marden in a title race that had twists and turns right up until the final month. A tough season for Whitehorse drew to a close with a 4-1 defeat at the hands of Aylesford. A Grant Ince goal in the 14th minute opening the scoring for Aylesford before Tommy Whitnell piled in with a hat-trick. His goals coming in the 22nd, 59th and 77th minute to seal the win. Score for the Bredman not known. In Division 1, the title was wrapped up by Aylesford Reserves last week so the games this weekend were just about finishing positions. Barming Blues move into second spot courtesy of their 4-2 home win over IGS. Carlos Almeida, Scott Birch and Kane Vans with a brace for the home side and Sam Tate bagging a brace for IGS. Hot on their heels for that second spot are Leybourne Angels with a game in hand too and three points behind following their 5-1 defeat of Sutton Valence. Scorers for the Angels were Danny Rackham with a pair of goals within six minutes of each other on 15 and 21 minutes, Harry Reid and Thomas Richards up next on the 31st and 38th minutes respectively, before the Angels scoring was finished off by Josh Purvis in the 63rd minute. A win in their next game will guarantee Angels third spot at least. In Division 2 we had two games and more on the one with impact on the title shortly as we start with Coxheath and Farley drawing two all with Leybourne. That puts Coxheath up to third and the goals came from Zamari Hadari and Joe Knight. Snodden Town meanwhile keep the momentum going at the top of Division 2, this time with a fine 5-1 home win over Vinters and yet more goals for Ben Twist, this time hitting four of them. Lee Sturgeon with the other town goal. That leaves Town with one game left to play this season and it just happens to be against second place Barming Youth. All eyes on Barming in action on the 15th of May now to see how much longer we have to wait to see who walks away as champions. Talking of waiting games, that's exactly what it is now for Whitehorse Jaguars, having wrapped up their Division 3 campaign this weekend with a 2-0 win over Kent Sands United. Both goals coming from Jack Walker. That result leaves the Jags on 46 points at the top of the pile, but they will now be watching the results of Leybourne City and hoping that they fall to defeat in one of their final two games. It didn't happen this weekend as City ran out 3-0 winners at home to Maidstone Tempest. Bradley White and George Wilkins with a pair got the three points heading to City to set up a tense end to the season for those of a Jags persuasion, 
although it's all still to do for City to turn those games into wins. Both Maidstone Tempest and Whitehorse Jaggers, however, are in cup final action this coming Friday the 6th of May at the Gallagher Stadium as they face each other in the Invitational Cup final. 7.45pm kickoff for that one if you can make it. We have five games being played on Sunday the 8th of May with the standout fixture being in Division 3 as Leybourne City are at home to Kent Sands United. City will be looking to win and edge closer to the title but Sands are no slouches and have shown this season that they can hold their own. Will it be another twist in the title race? In the Premier Division, Champions Marden take on Aylesford. Can Tommy Whitnell add more to his tally and secure that leading goalscorer title? Division 1 champions Aylesford Reserves are at home to Barming Blues, whilst East Morning Reserves are at home to Leybourne Angels. The Division 2 action sees Minter at home to Coxheath and Farley. That's it for another week and just a reminder for those that like a Friday night football fix, there's the Invitational Cup Final 7.45pm at the home of Maidstone United. Until next week, keep safe and enjoy the football. Welcome to the Watford Sunday League podcast for games played on Sunday the 1st of May. Unfortunately, a number of games weren't played. Um, I'm afraid that some of our clubs just could not raise teams at this latter stage of the season. Still, there were some important games completed. So let's run through those, starting, of course, with the... uh, the big one, the Eric Hand Challenge Cup Final. This saw North Watford complete the League and Cup double in just their first season in the top flight, with a 2-1 win over First Division WDFC, who pushed them all away after an open contest. The standard was set for the game when North Watford went ahead in just the second minute, after Marcus Wiley raced down the right and his cross across the face of the WD defence was fired home by Connor Flanagan from just inside the area. Despite conceding the early goal, WD as the underdogs, but who had knocked out two other Premier Division teams along the way to reach the final, slowly but confidently settled into the game with Callum Davis excellent in the middle of the park, with his performance earning him the Man of the Match award. His interchange play with Stephen Ward and Hamiz Ali caused the North Watford defence some very nervy moments. And after a period of WD pressure, they levelled the score seven minutes before the break when Stephen Ward was given a bit too much space on the edge of the North Watford area and he fired a neat shot into the left-hand corner, giving Craig Garrett no chance. The second period opened with both sides attacking, although not creating any clear-cut opportunities, and the outcome of the final hinged on one single incident 18 minutes into the half. WD were caught on the counter-attack, leaving themselves undermanned at the back. Issa Rotimi was just inside the area, bearing down on goal, 
when he was taken out by a high kick by Jake Toomey, giving the referee no option but to send him off and award the penalty kick, which was slotted home after a long delay by Ashley Lewis. Despite being down to 10 men, WD almost pulled themselves back level within three minutes when Stephen Ward saw his goal-bound effort well saved by Craig Garrett. And then from the resulting corner, WD captain Dion Bell headed narrowly wide. Both sides continued to create and miss chances. Ashley Lewis's penalty was the decisive moment of the game and it allowed North Watford to clinch the double. The teams on the day were, for North Watford, Garrett, Spears, Harewood, Chase sub after 49, Alexandra, Brown, Rotimi, C. Flanagan, Penny after 68, and C. Flanagan back on at 90 plus 1. Vassell, Lewis, Chase came on after 68, Wiley, Weatherspoon, sorry, Weatherstone and unused Taylor Davis. For WD, it was Fay, Toomey, Fiskin, Palmer Inyang, Ward, Bell, replaced by Manning after 69, D. Flanagan, Hamiz Ali, Manning, replaced by Ball after 65, Moss and Davis. Not used were Hamid Ali, Green, Sterling and Shah Ali. In Division 1, a remarkable nine-goal thriller saw Caspi Rangers beaten by already relegated Soccer 5-4 and that was, defeat was enough for Bushy Rangers to take the title by a single point. Rangers were hit by three soccer goals in the opening half an hour before Joe Mortimer pulled a goal back just before half-time. Corey Bottom pulled back a second for Rangers early in the second half and the point that was all that was required to take the title looked possible. But Soccer then scored twice more in quick succession to leave Rangers a mountain to climb. And, to give them credit, they almost pulled it off, scoring twice more themselves Corey Botton netting his second of the game before James Cragg netted with five minutes left, giving themselves a chance of still taking the title, needing just a single goal to take the point and win the title on goal difference. But in a nerve-shredding final for five minutes, they couldn't find the goal. Micah Burton and Leandro Mateus netted twice each for soccer, with the other goals scored by Harry Chamberlain. Finally, in Division 2, Hertfordshire Eagles beat Sparta Phoenix 2-1 to clinch runners-up spot and promotion behind Champions Woodside. Jordan Keeley and Reese Hatherall nettled for Eagles, while Charlie Voss replied for Phoenix. So, now with uh, all the uh, League Cup fi uh, finals now played, that just leaves us uh, with one more final for St Joseph's against Stratford 
Rangers, uh, sorry, Stratford Arms, I should say, in the Hart Senior County Cup. That's going to be this coming Sunday, the uh, 8th of May, at the County Ground in Hartford. And uh, that will uh, be played at 3pm on the Sunday afternoon. In the league, there are still some things to be sorted out. With both the Premiership games, be, or Premier Division games being called off Sunday, um, it still leaves the, uh, the final relegation spot to be settled. There are games to be awarded now, and once those are awarded, uh, we will see who falls into the bottom two to go with uh, Everett Rovers that are already Rovers Reed that are already relegated. Um, it does look very much like it will be FC Unicorn, but obviously we will have to wait and see on the awards of those outstanding games. In Division One, all games are completed. And as mentioned, Bushy Rangers took the uh, the champion title by just the one point, with Casterbury Rangers in second, also promoted. And at the bottom, uh, Ricky, who have now folded, um, are relegated. Um, but obviously that won't make a lot of difference to them. Um, and uh, the second club to go down are Soccer, despite their very good 5-4 win on Sunday. In Division 2, again, no games to be played, but there are still some to be awarded. But we can confirm that Woodside are champions and the Hofshire Eagles' victory on Sunday gave, gives them second place and promotion. At the bottom, we see the Abbots Wanderers are relegated at bottom's place, pace and uh, West Hearts slumped down into second from bottom with other results going against them. Those two clubs are relegated. Finally, in Division 3, one game outstanding to be played this Sunday. Um, but we do know already that BBFC are champions and that King George, just a point behind them, are already promoted. And at the bottom, Rio Rovers and Wishing World Watford will both apply to be re-elected to the league which I'm sure will happen as both clubs wish to continue. Um, so the one game left is for BBFC, who can stretch their championship winning uh, uh, statistics to a 46 points to live themselves four clear of King George. They will play Watford Youth Sports Old Boys. Um, however, the game is important for youth sports old boys because if they can pull off a win to defeat the champions, they will move up a place into third spot, uh, taking over from the Southern Cross, who are currently just sitting a point, sorry, two points above them. Anyway, that's it for this week's uh, podcast. We will be back next week with a report on the County Cup final and also the last game, and hopefully to be able to give you the final tables for everything and uh, let you know what's happening next. Thanks very much. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.